Stella Belafonte here, and thank you for joining me at my table on this Tuesday for another tasty top pick. We're going to have an appetizer because I'm greedy. Then there's the main course, which is what brought you here in the first place. And we'll end things with a sweet dessert. Boy, have I ever. I hope you're hungry. Enjoy. Stop it. Y'all gonna get this podcast. Hey, hey, tasters. Stella Bella Fonte here, and welcome to my table. Yes, I'm a day late, and I'm a little over a dollar short, but at least I'm here. And look, I just wanted to say, <laughs> that's my, um, that's gonna be my new sound effect that I use when I want to express how proud I am of myself. Let me tell you where this pride comes from. Um, Tasters, I got listeners. I got you all, but I got a few that have made my day. Whenever I feel like I'm not enough or I don't have enough topics that people are interested in, I get messages or I get emails phone calls, posts. And I first want to start out by mentioning a young, beautiful sister who goes by the name of Yo-Yo that I met at a hard or soft podcast, a sexy event in the summertime. She says that um, she actually has favorite episodes. And the last episode that I posted, episode number 57, good pussy good. But he ain't want that baby. She said really resonated with her. Like she didn't say that, but she said it's one of her favorites. And the other favorite that she mentioned is the one that I did with my girl Trilly Trills. Eat, play, love. So it just makes me feel to know that I have tasters who have babes. I need to hear that because, like I was explaining to Yo Yo, when you tell me what your favorite episodes are, it helps me to. You know, to focus on my content or how what I want to put out because I only want to put out content that keeps you all interested. And I also want to give a shout out to my girl, Queen Sheeta. If you don't follow her, you need to follow Queen Sheeta on Instagram. She is a beautiful young woman who is an artist. And she's told me that her grandmother has fallen in love with Tasty Top Picks. Her beautiful grandmother. She's like, um... Sheeta, what time does she come on? Because I need to listen to her. That made me feel so fucking good. So fucking good. It made me feel great. And also, I need to shout out my girl, Madam Supernatural. Follow her on IG because she has um, wonderful skin and beauty products to get your beauty regimen together. If you're ashy and dry, you won't be. If you follow Madam Supernatural, um, she and I have... Um, some things coming up together and I wanted to shout her out because she actually just started listening to me and she said she's already hooked. She's a fan. And you know what? It's it's a slow crawl and it can be discouraging because I've heard, you know, the podcast world is too big. Everybody's got a podcast. Everybody's got something to say, but you know what? Like I said, it's a whole lot of jibber jab out here. It's a whole lot of blowing into the mic, saying a bunch of nothing. Like there are times where I turn on and I don't like listen to a podcast just to see what they got going on. And I have to turn it off ASAP because I can't believe that this is the shit that they're talking about. And I don't want to knock anybody. So you know what? We're we going to get off that. But you know what's out here in the podcast world. And even though I am out here and I am a podcaster, I ain't those podcasters. 
I'm going to leave it at that. So anyway, as this is being served to you all, we have entered the second week of January. So let's talk about what's going on. Let's start with some appetizers. Speaking of appetizers, um, I really love Chinese food. Not Asian cuisine, not Thai, like really really love Chinese food. And I've been this way since I was a little girl. I always said that when I left this earth, you know, when you see silly movies and somebody dies face down in a platter of food, I feel like if I die face down in a platter of food, it's going to be a platter of egg food young, lo mein, four chicken wings and fried rice. I don't want to hear the shit about the authenticity. That ain't authentic Chinese cuisine. I know my Chinese food. I was one of those young girls back in the days when I went bullshit shopping on Canal Street for um BS 10 karat gold jewelry and, 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 and fake um labels. Yeah, we all did it. And if you didn't, God bless you. If you could afford real Gucci and shit back in the days, um, I couldn't. And you'd go to Canal Street. Well, I would. And as young as I was, I couldn't leave Canal Street without having an authentic Chinese dinner. Yeah, I was one of those wear myself out on Canal Street and had to sit down to some Chinese food. Yes, I wanted lobster Cantonese. And they would have those ducks. They still do. Hanging in the window. Ooh, and I'm not a duck meat person. And ducks are all duck meat for the most part. But you give me a nice juicy duck with the crispy brown exterior and I'm satisfied. So, yeah, Chinese food is one of my favorites. But you know what ain't my favorite type of Chinese food? I can't get into the taste of those, like, you know, them food court Chinese restaurants. Like, it just, ugh. I ate at Panda Express today. I had a class that I had to take through my job, a recertification class. And when they gave us our evening break, I just ran to Panda Express to get some food. And it's really disappointing. It really tastes like food court food. You know how you go to those malls in Long Island or any mall in the United States. And they just have that food behind the glass. And it's all the same orange chicken, pepper chicken, um, lo mein, fried rice. The fried rice ain't even fried. I I don't even see them using woks. Do they use a wok? And more um Chinese restaurants. Ugh. And speaking of buffets, did I say buffet? Well, anyway, you know those more restaurants. This stuff is set up buffet style, but it's not well cafeteria style. Speaking of buffets, though, when I was young and living in the Bronx, we had a five dollar buffet in the neighborhood that I was living in around the Third Avenue area. Five dollars tasters. I'm not talking about five ninety nine. Six twenty-five after taxes for five dollars even. This was a sit-down buffet that had all the food, all the drinks. They had a soda machine. The only thing they didn't have was dessert. No, not tell you delicious anything that you wanted. They even had the shrimps that you peeled, the old bay shrimps inside the shell. So look, I um was dating a sexy young nigga when I was living in the Bronx. I was very young too, but he was younger than me. And you know, you had those days where those Saturdays where you would just fuck Saturday night away, fuck Sunday morning away, skip breakfast, sleep through lunch, then get up, take a shower, get dressed. I'd be like, babe, let's go to the buffet. He's like, I don't want to go to no damn buffet and then get there and eat more than me. (laughs) So that was a good memory. There was a Sunday I can remember because when I was staying in the Bronx, um, when I first got out there, I was actually staying with a homegirl of mine. And 
I woke them up early one Sunday. I was like, let's go to the buffet. She was like, I ain't going no damn buffet. I'm cooking today. I was like, well, we can eat lunch at the buffet. She was like, I don't want to go. I was like, we going. She got the baby dress. My boyfriend went. Her dude went. I think a couple of neighbors that lived on the same floor. It was like eight and nine of us at the $5 buffet going in. And um, she still cooked that night. God bless her. Because I wouldn't have. But yeah, it was a good time. But yeah, I do love Chinese food. Because I'm greedy. And it's tasty. And it's cheap. One thing I like about Chinese food, even with all of this app stuff that they got going on, you know, you got to go on Seamless or Uber Eats to order your food. Let's just say you ain't got a coin in the bank or you can't find your card and all you have is cash on you. You can still dial up your local Chinese joint and they will deliver to you. Johnny on the spot. C-O-D. And all my tasters who are too young to know what COD means, that is cash on delivery. So anyway, it's January. And um, let's, what do I want to start with? Let's start about um, this dry January stuff. So, you know, every January after the new year, everybody, well, a lot of people start this new year, new me. Um, I don't want to say that I'm doing new year, new me, but I got plans. There are things that I would like to get done, but I'm not calling them resolutions. I'm not going to be the pessimist. I've seen a lot of posts to my gear, new year, same me, same old bitch. Yeah. I don't ever want to be the same bitch. I'm always growing and changing, but what do you think about? Oh, and just to let you know, Tasis, I live in big New York city where the heat, um, causes the pipes to bang and clank. So if that's what you hear in the background, that's just what you're going to hear. It is cold outside and my place is warm. And that's what you hear. That means that my heat is blasting. Okay, sometimes the pipes move around in here so much to give us heat. It sounds like somebody trying to break in your house. Especially when you're laying in your bed, two, three o'clock in the morning. Oh my goodness. You got to, they have been nice where I jumped up. Like, what the fuck is that? Because it'll jump you out your sleep. Well, at least I know we're getting heat. That's the boiler in these old buildings, these old pre-war buildings, as they say. So God bless my pre-war building and some management for keeping us warm. So anyway, um, with January, I've seen a couple of posts about dry January, no sex January. So no liquor and no dick. And if you know uh, a male taster listening to this, no pussy for you. Well, I'm going to really say it's probably no dick because I don't see too many men directing men not to have sex in the month of January for any specific reason. But I've seen it from women. No sex. Get back to me in 30 days. I think these sisters are projecting because I don't understand how um, if you're in a healthy space, a healthy head space, how is good sex? And a drink or two. How does that affect your productivity? What does good sex and liquor do to fuck up your progress? Now, if it is interfering with your success and with you doing what you have to do to be your best self, then by all means, cut the dick out. Cut the dick off. (laughs) Stop drinking. But if you still getting up every day and doing what you got to do in this life, and all your plans are falling into place and your dreams are coming true, ride that dick. Have that drink. Get that martini shaker going. Yeah, stop projecting. If you want to stop fucking for 30 days, do it. Blog about it. Talk to us about it after it's over with. Let's see what you accomplished 
after 30 days and no day. And I'm not knocking people who are celibate or abstinent, but I mean, when you just come up with this, ah, it's January, boom, let's stop fucking for 30 days. I just want to know, like, what, what, what are you, what's the outcome? You know, what is the end game supposed to be with them? But I brought all that up to say, I ain't participating because I like the fuck tasters. If you have not noticed by now, I like dick. And I like the dick in my life. I don't want to stop having sex for 30 days. You know, um, if I've mentioned it more than once. My babe is Muslim. You know, we already go through that shit during Ramadan. I'm not going to throw an extra month in the pot where I can't fuck. It's not fair. And as far as drinking, I know my limits. So why should I stop? Look, I don't have a problem. <laughs> so anyway, and speaking of Muslim, I wanted to talk about that. Um, I'm going to loop that into my mentals, my mentals. Mentally, I feel like I'm in a really good place as far as the man that I'm involved with because of his faith. I've mentioned more than once that he is Muslim. Or if I haven't mentioned it, I'm mentioning it now. And I'm actually grateful for it. He is a true Muslim. My baby prays five times a day. He enjoys going to the mosque. He loves giving back to the community. And it makes me feel happy. Like he really has a sense of... He knows that there's a higher power out here and he places that higher power over everybody, over me, over himself. And I feel like because of his faith, it's what attributes, you know, when they say what makes a man a good man, I feel like that makes him a good man. Because Tay says, I have dated a man or two who either A, I dated a certified atheist when I was younger. As a matter of fact, it was the gentleman that I spoke about in my um, episode when I was speaking about old niggas, you know, dating old niggas, older, but not necessarily wiser. And he was a certified self-proclaimed atheist. I don't follow no Bible. I don't go to church. I don't believe in God. So basically he was godless. And you know what? Him being godless showed up in my relationship with him. He was an evil, nasty, disgustingly self-centered man. And I feel like if he had had some sense of God or any higher power, he would have been a better person. Or he would say shit like, I believe that they're, you know, in creation and the creator. Like he didn't know what to believe, but he loved to stick his chest out and loudly proclaim that he didn't believe in a specific God. And I don't have a place for that in my life because I feel like when you date godless men, again, it will show up in your relationship some way, shape or form, unless you both godless together. And that's a whole nother, um, tasty topic for another day. So yeah, mentally I'm in a good place because of that. Like every day is not a perfect day with my Batman. That's what I call him. My Batman, my Muslim, but there's never going to be a time because of his faith that I have to worry about or because of how serious he is within his faith. Cause I'm not saying that all Muslim men are good men or that all men will be good because they're Muslim, but my man is good because of his Muslim faith. I don't have to worry about, um, 
getting in the shouting matches with him. That's not what he does. I don't have to ever be concerned that if we do have an argument or a disagreement that I might get called out of my name. Yeah, that's something that I want to talk about on another Tasty Topic episode, but I'd like to have a guest thing. Then, you know, what about these arguments that couples are having where you're yelling and screaming at each other and calling each other names? Like, what's the root of that? It's a lot of that going on. It's been going on for decades. It's not new. It's probably been going on for centuries. But like, how are couples surviving that? I saw, um, there's this video that's been going around for a long time of this old black couple. And everybody thinks they're so funny. They're probably in their late 70s. And they talk to each other like this motherfucker. I know. Suck my ass, nigga. Bitch, you could suck my motherfucking dick. And they in a car with their grandchildren talking to each other like that. And in all the comments, everybody thinks that's so hilarious. Ha ah, ha, black love. That's what I'm talking about. That's how me and my man going to be. Shame on you. If that's how, if that's what black love is to you or what you think makes, um, what happiness means to you, cussing at each other, calling each other names, being disrespectful, you can have it. I want whatever the opposite of that is. That's what I want for the rest of my life. So again, tasters mentally, I just want to express that I'm in a great headspace because of that. My man and his faith and just, he gives me something to research and look into because I'm not Muslim. You know, I was raised in a Christian household. We went to Catholic church. I went to Catholic schools. And then, you know, it's like the Roman Catholic faith. I think that was something that was just planted in black communities back in the days. And we just adhered to it. It was there. You know, it was it was church. It, it ended in an hour. You know, the services were easy to remember and follow. They were very repetitive. And you felt good. I guess you felt like you were saving your place in heaven because you went every Sunday. But I know one thing I will discuss um, when I do my uh, autobiography or the biography of my life is Catholic schools and parochial schools back in the 70s and the 80s. Ooh. Those walls could talk. Every time I walk past my old school, St. Peter Claver, I'm calling you out. Not shouting you out. St. Peter Claver School, Brooklyn, New York. All I can say is these walls could talk. That school would burn down. Remember when Notre Dame caught fire out of nowhere? St. Peter Claver School would just burst into flames like Notre Dame did. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a good experience. And I should pray that whatever was going on in Catholic schools back then ain't going on now. And I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, that's that's going to be a hot one, a really hot one. So, um, again, I'm in a good head, headspace mentally. But speaking of headspace, what headspace was the artist in that just dumped that sculpture on us tasters unless you've been living under a rock these past couple of days you know the sculpture i'm talking about in honor of the birthday of the late great dr martin luther king jr there's an artist whose name will not be spoken on this tasty topic who was given the task of building a sculpture that was a representation of this man's love for his wife. That sculpture is called The Embrace. 
It is a bronze sculpture. It is located in Boston. And it was unveiled on January 15th, again, in honor of Dr. King's birthday. Um, when I and the rest of the U.S. population look at this sculpture, um, none of us see an embrace. I know what I see. I know what a few people say that have they have seen. And um, I wouldn't call an embrace. And to quote the cousin of the late Coretta Scott King, Dr. King's wife, he says, and I quote, a $10 million Boston sculpture, sculpture honoring MLK Jr. and his wife is a woke waste of money and looks like genitals. That's a big old dong. <laughs> Tasters, if you haven't seen it, it is a sight for sore eyes. No, it's a fucking eyesore. And I feel like he hit the nail on the head. Some of these woke people need to go back to sleep. Like, what was this man drinking? What was he smoking? Because you know they say a lot of the RC types, they dabble in a lot of different shit. What was he dabbling in that made him create this huge monstrosity. It's ugly tasters. When you get a chance, and you know, I said, you know, leave it to us to find human everything. So January just starts off with a bang, but they are calling it, they are comparing it. They you just, you just got to look. I don't even want to go in. You can look at it from four different angles. Bird's eye view. You could fly a drone over that bench and it's just ugly all the way around. And it's very, very phallic is if that's the word very penile in appearance i see penises i see uh elbows a head it's it's brown it's big you know what shout out to the artist kehende wiley if you don't know about kehende wiley you need to look him up he is a great artist and he does bronze sculptures and i feel like if he had been presented with that opportunity um he wouldn't have boned us. <laughs> so, um, speaking of dongs, that's what brings us to the table today. Piggybacking off my last episode, you know, my last episode focused on dick and, you know, talking about womb care and how not to get pregnant. So we're going to talk about dick again today. Let's talk about in the new year, you know, everybody's talking about a dry January and not drinking and not having sex. Let's talk about us ladies that are having sex. Um, First of all, your sexual energy starts from within. I know that. Your whole sexual aura from men to women, it's all about the foods that you eat, what you drink. Like, honestly, if you drink a lot of water, ladies, I've been told that the pussy smells like fresh water. It's clean. Um, if you have issues with vaginal dryness, it may help a little, not a lot. I know men that drink a lot of alcohol and beer, you know, they, they stuff. It, it, they happen to shoot near your mouth or in your mouth, whatever you're into. It ain't so tasty. 
you know? So it definitely starts from within. I'm not saying that everybody needs to go vegan and, and, and start juicing, but just be mindful of that. So let's start there. And um, yeah, I want to start with the dick first. <sighs> There's a young lady. Oh my goodness. This comedian, her name escapes me and she's so cool. Oh my God. I feel so bad. The reason why I brought her up is they were talking about circumcised penises versus uncircumcised dicks. And you know, everybody had their opinions and the young lady said in a comment, as long as there's no smegma around the head of the dick, I'm okay with a dick still having a hood. And I was like, ooh, smegma. That is such an ugly word. But you know what? Lala Milan, that's her name. And her quote was, um, yeah, she said, yeah, smegma. As long as there's no smegma around the head of the penis, then it's fine with me. And she said, because of if the penis is dirty, there's a high chance that her cat is suffering from side effects. So um, shout out to Lala Milan for even comedian, Instagram comedian Lala Milan for putting that word out there. Smegma. Isn't it just such a sleazy nasty, yucky word. So let's look it up. Smegma. <laughs> it just sounds yucky. So smegma is a sebaceous secretion in the folds of the skin, especially under a man's foreskin. So ladies, if you have never encountered smegma, you're very lucky. But um, if you haven't encountered it, you might not have known what it was, but let me tell you what it is. It's the cheese around a man's dickhead. It could be whether he's circumcised or not, but it's usually around uncircumcised men who don't know how to want to, to wash themselves properly. Um, I encountered smegma when I was very young. The first time I saw this shit, because I had never seen an uncircumcised dick up close and personal. And I got to, oh, um, maybe this is an unpopular opinion. I don't like them. I don't want to hear this shit about, this is wrong. It's brutal. You know, you shouldn't be cutting young babies foreskins off. I might not like the method, but I definitely like the outcome. Give me a circumcised penis over a hooded one any day. I don't like them. I don't like them. I probably experienced, um, one or two in my lifetime. There was one that had smegma though. I was very young and I didn't know what the fuck it was, you know, getting ready to get down. I've been, since I was very young, the type to look at a dick. I want to see what it looked like before it goes in me. And ladies, let me tell you something. If you are allowing men to insert themselves into you without knowing what it looks like, if you still fucking with all the lights off in the dark, no candlelight, no nothing, um, shame on you. Shame on you. You shouldn't be doing it. I need to see. And it's like I said, we ain't got to have on every lamp. It ain't got to be stadium lights, but I want to see what's going on. So, yeah, I saw a dick that had smegma around it. And it was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, what's that? Yeah, this cat pulled back the foreskin. And it was like gooey, sticky. It looked like it might have been a little bit of lint around it. I was like, oh, no. And you know what? I think I hurt him so bad. This was so many years ago. It either turned him off and we didn't have sex, but I didn't care. I had never encountered anything like that and I never wanted to again. But ladies, let me tell you something. If you are encountering men with smegma, don't let them stick that shit in you. 
Don't have raw sex with a man who's got that around his dick. It is just literally a buildup of of trash around the dickhead of garbage. You know how sometimes you wonder why the fuck you're a walking case of BV? That might be it. Because you're screwing men with smegma. Smegma dick. Nah, make them bathe. Make them wash. Like, now that I'm older, like, if I did encounter something like that again, it's I don't mind talking to men about their personal hygiene. And I feel like if you are afraid to speak to men, I've mentioned this before, about personal hygiene and sexual health, then you don't need to be having sex. There are certain conversations at a a point in your life you shouldn't be afraid to have. And the smegma conversation is one of them. The same way men love talking about women walking around with cheesy drawers and crusty drawers. Um, Talk to these men about that smegma. Ooh, I just like saying the word smegma. Don't it just sound like something that just gets smeared everywhere? Like that truffle butter shit. That's another thing that's, um, when I found out what it was, was actually disgusting. How many of my tasters know about truffle butter? Oh, my goodness. Um, a couple of years ago, Drake and Nicki and Wayne had came out with a song and they was talking about truffle butter. And I was singing the line and I was at work. As a matter of fact, I was working on a steel and a young man next to me heard me singing. And he said, you know what truffle butter is? I thought they was talking about some expensive, like, cuisine, like the real truffles that cost money that you have to go in the forest to find and add to your food. No. No tasters. You ready for this less than tasty um, <laughs> description? Truffle butter is a combination of fluids from having anal sex and intercourse. Reference to the color and texture of the thick substance that forms after having both anal sex and direct penetration of the, vagi- of the vagina. So basically, truffle butter is all of that goop that happens when you're having wild sex and the man is going back and forth between the vagina and the anus, the vagina and the anus, and um, all that moisture and 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 crap that builds up and they call it truffle butter let me tell you something tasters i thought i knew dick and i have had some wild sex in my life but i have never and i don't think you should ever it doesn't sound healthy it doesn't sound safe i don't think you should be allowing men first of all to go back and forth between if you're in the anal sex which i'm not you shouldn't be allowing men to just all willy-nilly go back and forth between your asshole. Yeah, this is a graphic one, super graphic. You shouldn't be allowing them to go back and forth between your asshole, your anus, and your vagina. Because the it's just, just two li- different levels of germs. Just like you shouldn't be wiping from back to front. Why would you want to introduce whatever's going on inside your booty into your twat? So, yeah, tasters, that's what truffle butter is. So, beware truffle. Stay away from it. Don't get it on you. And if you get it on you, get it off you. So, we done talked about smegma, truffle butter. And let's talk about even bathing together. I've heard women say that they don't go to the bathroom at a man's house. That they've never used a man's bathroom. And I side-eye that. Because my thing is, if you're at a man's home... <laughs> 
What kind of sex are you having? Are you just laying in the bed holding your piss all night? I'm not even talking about doing number two. I can understand not wanting a number two in a man's bathroom. That's your business. I, I, I can get why you're not comfortable enough to do that until you get into a point with a man where it's like, I can do this and I, and I don't feel worried or ashamed. I'm talking about just not using this bathroom, period. So what does that mean? So after sex, you're just laying in the bed with your legs crossed. You're just jumping in your car, driving home, calling your Uber. No, you should be bathing after sex. Let's talk about that hot wash rag. That's a big deal to me. I don't care how good the sex is. I got to be fucked up, plastered, wasted to have sex with a man and not bathe afterwards or not rinse, not wipe. So that hot rag treatment is the best. I'm the first one. After a good session to jump up and I go get that hot rag. And look, I'll even soap it up a little bit. Nothing strong, nothing crazy. Soap it up. I'm talking about for the men. I'm the one that brings the hot rag. And I like to do it myself. How many of my lady tasters do that? This can't be happening. Tasters, I'm back. That was another very real moment in um podcast time in the real world of podcasting again i'm getting this out the mud the mud tasters so um my anchor fm stopped in the middle of me recording i guess i was getting too graphic well damn it it's about to stop again and i might end up with a glitch or two because i'm getting super graphic this is probably one of the most um X-rated yet clean episodes ever because with all of my dirty mouth, I'm talking about how to keep it clean. So where I left off is talking about the hot rag. And I was saying that I enjoyed the hot rag treatment after sex. I'm the type that will jump up after a good fuck session and go get the hot rag, put a little soap on it. Like I was saying, nothing harsh, nothing crazy because the penis is a very sensitive organ. And I bring that hot rag and I'm the one, I make sure that I wipe, wipe twice sometimes, rinse and repeat. Do that. And you make sure you take care of yourself first. And back to the bathroom thing that women are saying that they don't use a man's bathroom. I know I was taught or I read or maybe just in hearing in sex education when I was younger, reading books, you're always supposed to urinate after sex that pee stream after a good round of fucking it's like the first cleanse if i'm not mistaken it releases some of the germs and the bacteria whatever it does you are supposed to pee after sex even if you don't feel like you need to pee like i don't know about you or my ladies i always gotta pee after sex i it's very rare that i have sex and don't need to run to the bathroom but if you're not you should and let's talk about bathing together that's very sexy too you know to my lady tastes so i don't use a man's bathroom i've never been in this bathroom so that means it i'm not judging i'm just saying that you're admitting that you're having sex with men that you probably never took a shower with and you know what 
I feel like when I was younger, that's something that I was really into. I thought that was the sexiest thing. Maybe because I was such an R&B hoe. You know, grew up listening to Osley Brothers and Teddy Pendergrass. They was always talking about taking showers together. That, that was just sexy to me. So, you know, when women are talking about, I've never used a man's bathroom. Or when I'm with this dude that I'm seeing, I'll never use his bathroom. Like, you need to get into it. I'm like, yeah, let's let's focus on cleanliness. Are you sleeping with men? When I say you, I'm just addressing my tasters, my ladies that say they don't use men's bathrooms. Is it because they're not, are their bathrooms not nice? That's something I got over a long time ago too. I don't even deal with men with nasty homes. If your bathroom is funky, uh, uh, weird and strange and missing things and all you got is a bar of ivory soap and one roll of toilet paper. I don't want to use that bathroom. I, I don't want you in me. I don't want you near me. <laughs> and men who live like that with those type of bathrooms, they probably got smegma. <laughs> and um, speaking of clean, you ever dealt with somebody that was too clean? Oh, I always got a story. Tastes. I got a good one. Years ago, I was dating a guy. I was young. And I met a guy who actually um, lived uptown. He was living in the projects, some project in Manhattan. And his grandmother, it was her apartment. She had actually gone into a nursing home. So, you know, back in the days, project apartments used to get handed down left and right. So she wasn't never coming back home. And I guess because he had been raised by his grandmother, was used to living with her. His house was so clean. It was like hospital clean and not in a good way. This man's house smelled like pine saw bleach and ammonia. Went into the bathroom. Everything was pure white, sparkling, but the smell was just unbearable. It was like noxious, almost like somebody opened a window and he didn't have a window in his project bathroom. The way his... um. The side of his building was, there was no window. And it was just like, you got to be kidding me. And it was really clean. Not like he was just throwing bleach everywhere, but it was just, honestly, it was too, too clean. Like, what's the word you would use? Um, It was just too, is it septic? Antiseptic. Yes, his house had like an antiseptic smell. Went in his bedroom, went to lay down because we'd actually gone out to eat and drink and I was tired. And he was being a gentleman. He was like, you want to lay down? I laid down and woke up maybe an hour later. My face was itching because his sheets had, they were so strong. It's like as soon as I laid my face down, you could smell the detergent and the bleach. Like no fabric softener, no pretty smells. It was just hard bleach and my face was itching because I'm allergic to shit like that and I just couldn't believe it and then let's go back to his bathroom go in the bathroom he had the strong gold Listerine it's like grandma taught him well but it was like a little too well I guess he had one of those grandmothers who believed in everything just being clean 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 but she didn't believe in soft fragrances I guess she felt like "Mm -mm, if it smells soft it wasn't clean and um, ooh, God bless that man. Shout out to him. And I don't, I didn't even get into anything sexual with him. He was a nice guy, but he just wasn't for me. Cause I felt like if he was like that as a young man, imagine who he was gonna be in his old age. Now him, I bet you he 
didn't have smegma. <laughs> now, outside of smegma dick, let's talk about us women. As you get older, you ever notice that certain things that you use lose its potency? Let's talk about like your deodorant, your antiprespirant. So I'm going to talk about for myself, there was something going on with me where it was like down below. I just didn't feel fresh. I didn't feel like I was smelling right. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it. Not that I was thinking, no fish smell or nothing, but it's just something just wasn't right. And I was the queen of Summer's Eve. Summer's Eve got all these beautiful colors and flavors and fragrances. And for some reason, it's like my Summer's Eve just died on me. It wasn't working anymore. Summer's Eve wasn't working. I even started using the Dr. Bronner's, the peppermint soap. I do not like Dr. Bronner's peppermint soap between my legs. I don't like the way it feels. I don't like that minty smell between my legs. But that wasn't even working. I even took it back old school to Lemmy Soul. How many of my tasters um can remember the Lemmy Soul in the green bottle? I don't even think it's the same formula. I remember when Lemmy Soul used to really make me feel like I stuck a lemon head, the lemon head candy between my legs. And I used to feel fresh and sweet all day. It don't make me feel like that anymore. So shout out to all my uptown tasters. That's a Bronx and um Washington Heights thing. So lemon soil wasn't even working. So I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I know I don't have a BV because um I get checked out, clean bill of health. And I'm like, I'm walking around, got a clean bill of health. Everything checks out. I don't have a BV. So why the fuck do I feel like inside of my drawers when I take them down, like I smell like a basement? And I know I missed a wax or two, but it's not like I got a bush down there. I just wasn't feeling fresh anymore. I started doing my research, went online, tasted to Amazon. Yeah, I said a basement, you know, because like I said, it wasn't feeling like smelling like fish, but there's like. You know your body, and there's certain odors as women. You know when you felt, you smell like, I keep saying, saying fell. I guess I'm tired. You know when you smell like fish, or when you smell like fresh water, or you don't smell like anything. And then you know when you take your drawers down, and it smells a little bit like a damp basement. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck was going on with me, and I'm like, I washed thoroughly. Look, Summer's Eve to death was even trying what I said, peppermint soap, lemon soap, nothing was making me feel fresh. Nothing was making me feel clean. It got to the point where even when I sat down, I would check behind myself, like do a little personal sniff test. Like, am I leaving that? It was just like a, a stale odor that I couldn't get away from. And I was saying like, you know how sometimes like you have to change your antiprespirant because it dies on you, maybe switch it up and go from secret to ban from band to dove because you just don't smell like yourself anymore. That's what I was feeling like between my legs. I was getting like a musty thing going on and it was embarrassing. Not that anyone smelled me, but I was embarrassing myself. So I did my research, started looking up different like feminine washes and I went online to Amazon and they gave a review for a monostat feminine wash. Every review was four and five star. So I took a chance and ordered it. Tasters, I'm ready to order a year's supply. This Monistat Feminine Wash worked like magic. I'm back to myself again. And it has boric acid in it. Tasters, if you don't know, that's an old school remedy 
from back in the days that they said um, women would use like in their douches or in their vaginal wash water, boric acid. And this Monistat wash is in a blue and white bottle with a navy blue top, has boric acid in it. And whatever this boric acid wash is doing, it's working. I don't smell or feel like a damp basement between my legs anymore. I feel fresh. I feel clean. I don't have to do no no seat check behind me when I sit in a soft seat. <laughs> and I'm feeling really good about myself. And Tay says, I feel good sharing this all with you. I feel like it's nothing to be ashamed of. We need to have talks about, you know, penises and vaginas and cleanliness. And I want to shout out a YouTuber who goes by the name of All Trees, A-L-L-T-R-E-E-Z or S. Well, either way, she's a YouTuber. She's really funny. She's very intelligent. And she had put up a post the other day. Actually, not a post. She was doing her YouTube stuff and she'd actually posted a video of a young trans woman who I, I just brought up that this woman was trans because that's just what was going on who was saying that she doesn't understand why we even need an MLK holiday and all trees made this quote that I thought was so um it was just gold. She said, see, when you say things like that, because this trans woman was this um, trans who does a lot of talking about sex and, you know, looking good and how to get a man and what to do to men in the bedroom. And all trees said, I don't want to quote, but something to the effect of that's the dangers of being oversexed and undereducated. Now, you can't tell me anything to enrich my mind, but you can tell me how to ride a dick. So shout out the oil trees for um putting that out there. And I mentioned that because I know what my tasty topics, I can go, um I walk the line, I have a broad range. So yeah, I can talk about riding a dick. Yeah, we could talk about doing figure eights on the dick, how to twerk on it, backing it up. Drinking your okra water so you, you, you twat is nice and juicy, especially after you become a certain age, you know, using your boric acid wash and all that other shit. But um, I can go deeper than that. I know I can go deeper than just how to ride a dick. Like I said, how to twirl on it and bounce on it. We're gonna, I'm going to educate you when I can. I'm going to talk to you about sexual health and bathing properly and being clean and Steering clear of smegma. So anyway, tastes um that's about all. I just wanted to get into that. And um also there's another topic that I'm not gonna focus on, but I will address. Shout out to my cousin Glam PJ for mentioning this to me. The year is brand new, but it's coming in hot. We just got into January. It's only the second week. And already I've heard more than I need to. Cases of young black women being shot, run over, stabbed to death, beat up, and then killed by men who feel rejected, heartbroken, and angry. Because these women do not want them anymore. 
And again, like I said, this is not, I I don't intend to use my platform for such deep subject matter, but I felt that if I didn't address this, that I'd be, it would be phony because it's something that is sitting at the top of my heart right now. It's gotten to the point where even, you know, with what I do, you know, I work for the transit system, like being underground. I've gotten to a point, especially with all the stories of late, where um, if a bum speaks to me, I speak back. Like, hey, how you doing? Happy New Year. Because I don't, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to be attacked. I don't want to rub one of these niggas the wrong way. And they decide that they just want to end my life. Because I made them feel bad. Because that's the type of shit that's going on out here. Speaking of shit, remember a couple of months ago, you had that fucking demon that smeared feces all over a woman on a subway platform. So this is the type of crap that's going on. I don't understand why it's going on. Like I said, this is not a... It's for a different forum. You know, that stuff is not a tasty topic. It's actually very tragic. And I pray that we can go the rest of the year without any of these tragedies anymore. Like I said, there's so many of them going on that I can't even keep up. The latest being a young D-League basketball player who has ruined the lives of so many people because he was responsible for the shooting death of a young woman who rejected his advances. She wasn't interested in him. And as the story goes, this is the latest one. Um, he was a part of a shooting, not that he shot her directly, but apparently he was responsible for the gun that was involved in her death. And it was all because she did not want to date him or talk to him, whatever the case may be. And then you got another one that just happened maybe a day or two ago, some man driving a truck, like an 18 wheel or a cement truck. In one of these states, maybe California, who went on a rampage because his wife wanted a divorce and was just driving over people's lawns, knocking down fences, rolling over just random objects in the street in his neighborhood because his wife didn't want him anymore. So, yeah, so this is the type of shit that's going on. Um, You know, people were saying in comments you know, I had made a comment on one post that was talking about the crazy truck driver who's mad at his wife. And I said, you know, when did men get so crazy because of rejection or something to that effect? And then I had, you know, there were comments. I got a lot of likes on that one. I wasn't looking for likes. I was just stating the fact like, you know, when did it get like this? You know, when did everybody, you know, back to dick, you know, they used to call them tender dicks. When did everybody, all these men become tender dick? You know, this woman doesn't want you anymore. So the fuck what? You want a divorce? People want divorces. Somebody made a comment in response to what I posted saying, you don't know. And what these women can do to make you feel that way. People only see the outcome. They don't know what led to it. And I didn't even respond. I feel like I've gotten to a point where it's like, let the idiots, when I make a comment that's controversial or gets a lot of likes or a lot of attention, I let the idiots argue amongst themselves because it sounds like what this asshole was doing with his comment, it was a male, was justifying the shit that's going on. So again, Tasty Top Picks is not the platform that I 
plan to use to have these sorts of discussions. If I do discuss these things, it'll be on another forum. Who knows? Maybe I'll start a second podcast. Shout out to my boy Tahoe, who has shown me the way. He has three podcasts. He's got Tahoe TV, Heart of Soft, and So Shameless. And they deal with different subject matters on each of his podcasts. So, you know, it's something to look into. But um, anyway, yeah, I'm not, um, that's, that's, that's not going to be my thing. And oh, before I go, I wanted to say to Judge Lentola, well, her cute, cute self. I mentioned her in the episode a couple of days back. I wanted to say um, my condolences to Judge Lynn. Rest in peace to her husband. Judge Lentola was married to her husband, Eric Mumford, who she calls Big E, for 30 years. They were in a relationship for 33 years, married for 30. And I'm so sorry. For her loss, because Judge Lynn is and her husband are still young people to me. When you're in your sixties, that's young for black people. And um, I don't know the circumstances behind his death. I think he may have been sick. And again, I'm sorry. What I did like in watching Judge Lynn and her marriage, and you know the fact that she's called him Big E. I always thought that was very sexy, very cute. And the fact that she stayed married for so long and, you know, she was a divorce judge. It shows that she believed in the sanctity of marriage. That marriage was not a joke or a game to her. It's something that I was reading about Judge Lynn where I found out that she even said that there was a point where she and Big E were falling apart and she didn't think that they were going to last. This was years ago and she was so over him. But they decided to work it out and they stayed. I don't know, again, the circumstances or what she worked through, but I promise you, I put money on it. It wasn't her working through any disrespect or abuse or mistreatment. I bet you he wasn't getting mad and jumping inside 18 wheelers and rolling over people's front lawns. <laughs> so that's it, Tasters. I just wanted to touch on, again, being clean and... um. Taking care of yourselves, just loving yourself, and just enjoying this new year. Let's just find our peace, our happiness, and stay clean. Beware of smegma. Yeah, that's my word of the day. That's what we're going to call this. We're going to call it the smegma episode. And I'm out of here. And thank you all for listening. Thank you all for having a favorite episode. And, um... Again, I'm about a day late, going on two days late if I don't drop this now. And I really enjoy talking to you all every week. I'm going to keep this going. Can't stop now. I got a couple of things that I need to improve, some moves that I want to make. And I just want to say, if there's a glitch, I apologize for the glitch. But fuck it. You're going to get this podcast. Take care, tasters. Bye.